Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sinned against me? Up seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore the, Lord, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had to be sold to repay the debt. At this time, the servant fell to his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. Then the servant's master took pity on him, canceling the debt, and let him go. But, but when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who followed him a hundred, who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Then the other servants saw what had happened. They were outraged and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant, You wicked servant. He said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged. Me too. Uh, Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Thank you, Eli. Great scripture. Good morning, Christian Life Center. How's everyone doing today? Oh man, it is so great to see your guys' beautiful faces, and it is so nice to see blue skies and sunshine out there. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've said this more times than I've ever said in my life. I can't wait till spring gets here, and I think spring is here. I, I want to be cautiously optimistic. I feel like there's more rain coming, but let's just enjoy this while we got it. Um, so I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. Uh, my name is Brian Rabinio. I serve on the board here, and I get the privilege of uh, leading you guys today in the Word. But today, it's really a joyous occasion for Christian Life Center. As Peter mentioned, we have a new lead pastor, and that is cause for celebration. So, yeah, I'm, it's, <laughs> it's been a long journey. Um, I really wanted to take a moment to thank the board, the pulpit committee, um, for all the tireless effort you guys have put into this. It's not easy finding a new pastor, um, but I think that the teams really relied on the Lord, like what the Lord had for us, and it's just so awesome to see how things played out. Um, I've also really been encouraged this time with this church body. I love this church. I feel like what we went through really could have fractured us or kind of, you know, caused division between the people, but I really saw people growing closer together. Everyone stepped up. Everyone was willing to help out. Um, So that's been amazing to see. I've also seen within our church community, there's just been so many amazing speakers stepping up to help out. People are really jumping at the opportunity to serve here, to preach. It's so awesome to see that. And then all the other churches I talked to during this time, they've been praying for us like nonstop. And that's so cool to see. It's not just Christian Life Center. It's the church in Santa Cruz. It's the church in the world. We're all in this together. So that was really encouraging to me just to see that everyone had our backs and they really want to see us succeed here in Christian Life Center. So anyways, thank you guys for that. Um, Let's give yourselves a round of applause. 
really, really cool. So I was asked to speak, and uh, for the first time I wasn't just given a passage of scripture to talk on, so I kind of had to come up with an idea. What am I going to talk about? Um, It's kind of a daunting task, but fortunately I really think that God speaks to us today. Um, So I feel he put a message on my heart, and my prayer is really that it speaks to some of you guys in the crowd today, touches your hearts, and helps potentially provide breakthrough in your lives. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll jump into the message. Jesus, Lord, thank you so much for this day, for this beautiful weather that you've provided for us. Um, We're just so thankful to be drying out, and uh, we're just thankful to have you with us here right now, that you know us, you love us, um, you have plans for all of our lives. So we just thank you for this morning, the opportunity that we have to come together, gather in this place, and fellowship together. For this message that you've provided, I just pray that you speak through me to this congregation, that you would provide um, uh, just some wisdom and something that people can take away with them into their week um, and lives that they can apply potentially. So we just thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, so I got a few questions for you here. First one is, do you guys know of anyone in your lives where just at the mention of their name, you guys start feeling feelings of anger or bitterness? (laughs) I see some heads nodding. Okay, this is a safe place here, guys. So how about this one? Are there any people when you guys head out, you would avoid them in public just because you don't have to face them? I've been there. Um, Or... Do you guys feel like at this very moment you're waiting for somebody to be remorseful, maybe come up to you and ask for an an apology? If that happens, uh, I'm just letting you know, sometimes people will never come up and be remorseful to you, unfortunately. But um, if you guys haven't guessed it, we're talking about forgiveness today. So this is a topic that's really near and dear to me right now. Um, But I feel like it's really cool to see how God works. I've actually been working through some things in my life where I'm really trying to figure out what does it mean to truly forgive someone. Um, And then I was listening to this awesome Christian podcast. It's called The Porch. I heard this episode about forgiveness. It really gave me some clarity on this topic. So... Um, And then when I was listening to the message a few weeks ago from the pastor, Bill Fernald, he gave this incredible story about his life, how he reconnected with his biological family, um, all the things that were happening with his adopted family. And he was processing some things about forgiveness in his life. Well, it really encouraged me to move forward with this message today. So for me, if you guys don't know, I have pretty big family. I have two biological siblings, two adopted siblings. I have a half-brother. We got a lot going on, but um, specifically with my adopted siblings, they really struggle with forgiveness in their lives. You can imagine, they feel abandoned. They're like, I'm like, guys, well, we love you. We took you in as a family. We chose to do that. And they're like, I get that, but you don't understand what it's like to be abandoned by your biological family. I'm like, I don't. I don't know. 
I'll never know what that's like. So I pray for them all the time that they can have healing in their lives. Um, So you guys might be thinking to yourselves right now, you know, I'm actually feeling pretty good. I don't feel like there's any unforgiveness in my heart. I don't feel like there's any people in my life that I need to forgive. Um, If that's the case, I would ask you, you know, are you being truthful with yourself? Number one. And then number two, I would just say, just wait. It's just a matter of time before something like this comes up. Um, Funny enough, just this weekend, as I was preparing this message, something happened and it was like, man, I am feeling some bitterness, unforgiveness. And it's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I'm preaching on this school. I can go into the material that I'm putting together and really work through these things. So um, what I would say also is, you know, maybe there's somebody in your lives that's suffering from crippling unforgiveness um, or has bitterness. Maybe this is a message for them that you can relay over to them. The last piece is, I think a lot of times we're really good at forgiving others or having grace on others, and then we're not as good at providing that same grace to ourselves. I know I'm guilty of that, but I know that God doesn't want that for us. We are all his children. He loves all of us equally. So maybe this message is for you today about you. So let's get into this, guys. Okay, why forgiveness? What does it mean and why is it so important? Well, the first thing is, if you're wondering, the topic of forgiveness comes up in the Bible 127 times. That's a lot. So that kind of cues you in right, net, right there into the importance of the topic. But beyond that, I was thinking about it. Even non-Christians really tout the importance of forgiveness. So let's go ahead and pull up on the screen here. I have a few quotes for you guys from, again, these are non-Christian people. First one, to err is human, to forgive divine. That is from Alexander Pope. He was an English poet. We'll pull up the next one here. All right. Forgiveness is a virtue of the brave. Indira Gandhi, Prime Minister of India. And then the last quote. When you forgive, you in no way change the past, but you sure do change the future. Bernard Meltzer. He was an American prosecutor. So these guys get that there is something important about forgiveness. But to me, I'm still asking myself the question, well, why is it so important? And what does the Bible say about it? So that's what we're going to cover today. I want to go over three main topics with you guys. So number one, I want to talk about the biblical definition of forgiveness. This is really important for us. We don't want to rely necessarily on what secular community says is important. We really get our truth from the Bible. The next thing is we want to talk about why we should forgive. And then the last thing is how do we forgive? So kind of the practical side we'll jump into. All right, so let's get started. And we'll talk about the why. And again, thank you, Eli, for that awesome reading of the message of the scripture this morning. Um, But this is an incredible story. And I want to highlight a few points for you guys and pull out the reasons why we forgive from this parable that Jesus gave. So based on the reader, uh, sorry, based on the reading, 
The first reason why we forgive is because Jesus commanded us to. So I love how Peter says, um, should I forgive someone up to seven times? He's really thinking, oh, I'm going to impress Jesus here. Uh, See the way it worked at the time, the kind of agreed upon amount of times that you would forgive somebody is three. So he's like, hey, I'll double that and add one. Should be pretty good, right? But, of course, he does not impress Jesus with that. Jesus says, no, I want you to forgive somebody seven times 70, which essentially means forever. Just keep on forgiving. So for us, think about that. If somebody cuts you off in traffic, (laughs) if a coworker offends you, maybe a family member hurt you, all the way to somebody potentially mentally or physically abusing you, I'm saying you need to forgive them and never stop. That's what Jesus says in the Word. And I know, guys, this is not easy. There's a lot of hurt behind these things. I get that. But Jesus is really commanding us to forgive in spite of the hurt because he loves us. He really loves us. He knows the only way for us to experience true healing is through forgiveness. So just remember that. Forgiving is how you heal. All right, so let's jump into the second reason. So the second reason is uh, why we forgive is because God forgave us first. So this is a really important topic. I want to spend a little time kind of digging into why this is important. And we'll actually get into the definition of forgiveness from this verse here. So Jesus gives us this amazing illustration about this king. He has mercy and forgiveness for this enormous debt. It's so big. It could never be paid off. But then the man turns around and for a very small amount of debt, he gets on this person that he knows and he will not let it go. It literally says in the text, he choked the man for what he's owed. And I don't know if you guys read that and you're thinking, like, this guy's crazy. Um, But the thing is, we actually do this in our own lives a lot. So this is really what gets to the heart of what forgiveness is from a biblical perspective. And we're going to pull this up on the screen. Forgiveness is releasing the demand for justice to God. So I'm going to let that kind of sink in as we pull up the slide. And I'll repeat it. Forgiveness is releasing the demand for justice to God. So no matter how egregious we think the thing is that happened to us, it really pales in comparison to what God has forgiven us for. So if we go on holding on to grudges or bitterness in our heart towards someone else, It's really making us like the servant. So I want to talk to you guys really quick about what forgiveness is not, now that we talked about what it is. These are important points. Forgiveness is not excusing sin. Sin is such a big deal. Jesus died on the cross for it. So it's absolutely not about excusing that. Another good point is that forgiveness is not about forgetting. So I don't know if you guys have heard this term. There's a lot of different terms that are thrown out there about forgiveness. Maybe forgive and forget. It's really not about that. 
we actually have to remember what happened in order to forgive. If you don't know what the debt is, how can you forgive that debt? So we're not remembering things to hold it over people's heads. We're remembering it to basically say, it happened, and I'm releasing you from that. Um, it's also not denying your hurt or anger. I want to make this point because a lot of times we think you need to you know, get over it. Like If you're forgiving, it means that you're past the pain or the emotions. You know, that's not necessarily true. It's painful. It should make you angry, potentially. God hates sin, so you know, he shares with that in you. Um, forgiveness is not conditional. So this is a big one. The person that did this thing, they don't necessarily have to ask for forgiveness or be remorseful or even be present, which is good because sometimes that's not possible. The person might not be remorseful. They might not even be around. So, you know, we think to ourselves, if they could just show big emotions, if they could show some pain, like, then I could see them in a positive light. I could forgive them. That's not always going to happen. So the point is that we forgive because God's forgiven us first. There's a far greater debt that he forgave us for. Now, out of an overflow of gratitude because of that, we forgive others. So, just like it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, Be kind to one another, be tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So, a uh, third reason for you guys that uh, why we forgive is because holding on will hold us back. So, I really want to dig into this with you guys because I think this is where we can you know, experience some release in our lives, potentially. If we hold on to bitterness in our hearts, it begins to put us in a mental and emotional prison, which is not good. So, you know, in the story we read about, it actually says that the master threw the servant into jail and he began to torture him. I personally love analogies. Um, I feel like Jesus is just hitting this one right on the head here. We're not in physical jail, but it's emotionally like jail. It's mentally like jail when we hold on to these things. Maybe somebody hurt you, you feel like you can't trust anymore. Maybe somebody hurt you, you feel like damaged goods inside. You're starting to put up walls. The bitterness is affecting how you have relationships with other people. The thing is, we think that these things can stay isolated, but they don't they really carry out into other relationships in our lives if we don't release them and bury them. So I want to dig into this concept a little bit more with you guys by looking at Hebrews chapter 12, 14 and 15. It says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So that term bitter root, it's really saying that if you hold on to bitterness or unforgiveness, it's going to become like a root that gets buried underneath the surface. 
So the thing about roots is you can't see them. They're under the surface, but it's really impacting everything else above the ground. So, guys, if you don't forgive that ex that hurt you, maybe your parents or a friend that betrayed you or a coworker you thought had your back, the problem is you think it's just going to affect that relationship. It's not. Any bitterness that you have in your heart that's not transformed will essentially be transferred to other people in your life. Now, I think this is super interesting. The pastor that gave this message, he's actually a marriage and family therapist. He takes this concept so seriously that he actually asks young couples that are looking to get married that he's um, mentoring. He asks them if there are any relationships in their lives that they have bitterness or unforgiveness in. And he says that if they do, he will not follow through with marrying them. He thinks it's such a big deal that essentially he doesn't want them to go into their marriage with this as a foundation. So, you know, if you have unforgiveness in one area, it's going to make it so much easier for it to creep into other areas of your life. If you have unforgiveness in your marriage, it's a problem. It can only get worse. I think this is uh, really cool. The famous Billy Graham was once asked what he thinks makes a successful marriage. You know his answer? He said, having two really good forgivers. I think that's so true. I think I wholeheartedly agree with that. So those are kind of the three reasons that pop out from this story about why we forgive. So now I want to talk to you guys about the how side, kind of the practical part to this. So the first why is we want to identify the debt. I kind of touched on this earlier, but let's dig into it in a little bit more detail. So what am I talking about? I'm saying, like, really break it down. Here's what you did to me. Here are the effects that it had in my life. And... I am choosing you to release you from that. Come up with exactly what happened and what it did to you. You can get out a journal, write this stuff down. I'd encourage you guys to identify the person, the action that was taken, and the impact it had on you. So you can't release debt if you don't know what it is. And guys, I know this can be hard. Who wants to go back and relive past hurts, pain, trauma? Not myself. I know it's hard to do that. The thing is, though, it takes a little bit of pain. It takes um, really diving into this stuff to be able to heal and move on and have lasting healing. So remember this. you know, Forgiveness is not even really about you and that person. It's between you and God. You want to get this right with God so that you can move on. We've all heard the term... Probably, you know, failing to forgive someone is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. It's true. And that's why God puts so much emphasis on this. He does not want us to be dying in our lives. So the second way that we forgive people is that we decide, decide to release them from the demand for justice. So I talked about kind of the definition with you guys. Now it's applying that. And decide is the key word here. 
You have to make the decision to release them from what they did. It's active. It takes participation. So you say, here's what you took from me. You don't owe me anymore. The problem is, we think to ourselves, I want them to pay for what they did. And if I forgive them, I'm letting them off the hook, right? I get it. I've literally been there. I'm working through it right now. Like, how do we make sense of this? It's so hard to let go. But here's the problem, guys. When you make it your mission to make that person pay for what they did, maybe by the way you treat them personally or the way you avoid that person, maybe the way you talk about them to other people, it's just wrong. That doesn't help you. It doesn't help them. The bottom line for all of us is forgiveness is an act of faith. God said in his word that any sin that is transgressed against him is paid in full. So we believe him for that promise. So the issue now is that if we don't let this thing go, if we say, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to forgive them, I'm going to take this into my own hands, we're saying either the fires of hell are not good enough for any unbeliever, or Jesus' death on the cross is not good enough for a follower of Christ. That cannot be our stance, guys. We have to be like conduits of God's love. We have to let love, forgiveness flow through us out to other people. It's so important. So, third way, how do we forgive? And this is not easy. We choose to forgive daily. <laughs> guys, I wish that it was easier than this. I wish we could just say, I forgive you, I'm moving on, I'm good, I'm healed. It doesn't work that way. This is something that takes time. We could feel like we're doing good. Like, I feel like I forgave that person, I've moved on. But then what happens if a memory pops up, if we're reminded of something that happened? All those feelings and emotions come back to us. It's not a one and done thing. You guys remember the term, pick up your cross daily? Well, that applies to forgiveness here. So check this out. You guys know the Lord's Prayer, right? Okay, let me read it for you and pick up on a few things here. Uh, so in Matthew 6, it says, This then is how you should pray. And again, this is his advice for us to pray daily. He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So, everyone typically stops reading right there, right? Really good message. The thing is, if you follow that up in the next verse, you're going to see what Jesus kind of chooses to highlight out of that entire section. So Matthew 6:14, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So guys, forgiveness is such a big deal. God chooses to highlight this out of everything else he talks about in the prayer for our lives. So hopefully that helps you guys understand that this is really important. God cares about us. He doesn't want us to harbor these things. He wants us to experience 
freedom and release from these things. So I want to recap these things for you guys here, just so you kind of see it all put together. So biblical definition of forgiveness, again, we have it as releasing the demand for justice to God. And then why do we forgive? Well, Jesus commands it. He forgave us first. And forgiveness brings freedom instead of bondage. And then how do we forgive the practical side? We identify what happened, decide to release it, and commit to doing it daily. It's a lifelong process, guys, but it's worth the effort. I promise you that. And uh, if you guys want to pull up the next slide, this is kind of, uh, (laughs) there's a lot on it here. But I just wanted to say, if this has touched you guys, or if you feel like this is a message that somebody else that you know in your lives could potentially benefit from, I just wanted to condense everything down into one slide. You could take a screenshot of this and um, go over this or look at it at a later time or share it with somebody else. So, Or you guys can reach out to me. I can give you notes. But I just know for me personally, this has really made a difference um, in my life. I, it's still something I'm walking through, and, but it's a big, big deal. I really hope that this has touched you guys and that you're able to take something from this and apply it to your lives. So maybe for you guys, this starts today. Um, Maybe it's something you guys do this week. Maybe you just need to say it out loud. I forgive you, Mom. I forgive you, Dad. I forgive you, spouse. I forgive you, sibling. I forgive you, friend. I forgive you, enemy. Whatever it is, God wants us to forgive and experience freedom. So guys, let's choose to walk in the forgiveness as we have all been forgiven. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day, this amazing congregation, and your love for us. I just ask that you give us all the desire to give what others, uh, others what they don't deserve, which is forgiveness. Um, we might not know how to do it, or we might not even want to do it right now, but it could be as simple as starting with, God, I want to want to forgive. God, you've gone through such great lengths to love us. Help us step into that and accept your offer for forgiveness and healing today. Amen. Thank you, church.